This episode is brought to you by Portland Distro. If you like underground music, movies, and more, go to portlanddistro.com for licensed merch, vinyl, CDs, and more. Plug in the discount code 10OFF, T-E-N-O-F-F, for a 10% discount at portlanddistro.com. of everything went black it's uh there's no lists there's no uh top tens or anything like that uh <laughs> as far as movies go that's reserved for uh, necromaniacs um we'll be doing our top 666 tomorrow actually for those of you who tune in on necro thursday and my top 10 record list will be on the into the necrosphere podcast that my brother jackie smith does so um ralph and i get together and we just sort of reviewed the year of 2023, which was uh, quite a year for me individually and Ralph individually. And uh, there's a lot to talk about. And um, it's a good way to wrap up the year. Uh, Ralph is one of my best friends and uh, I value his friendship deeply. And it's always good to catch up. And um, you know, he's been taking a little bit of a break from podcasting. So in the new year, we're gonna be uh, re-energized and uh, producing more content together, which is awesome. Before we get going, I want to shout out the other horsemen. Kicking off the week, we have Horror Wolf 666, brought to you by Brandon Legion. Tuesday, we have Jackie Smith's Into the Necrosphere. Of course, Wednesday is Everything Went Black. Thursday, aka Necro Thursday, is Necromaniacs. I come back with uh, my co-hosts, Mike Scandato and Jeff Kashid. And uh, you know, tomorrow will be our year-end uh, extravaganza. All three of us will be on the line. So if you're a fan of horror films, definitely check that out. And it's a lot of fun to do those episodes with all three of us together. Friday, we have Spitball Media featuring Mike's brother, John Draper. Saturday is a day off. Sunday, Carl Hikaro brings you Soul Knox. Carl and I have been doing this collaboration, which is going to take us well into next year and beyond, uh, called Darkness Weaves. And it's going to be, it is the review of the work of one Carl Edward Wagner, a uh, relatively obscure weird fiction, horror, and sword and sorcery author who um, needs to have more attention. Also, in an as-needed basis, we have Iblis Manifestations brought to you by Cheyenne of Trivax. And together, we are waging a war on mediocrity. I've been really looking forward to getting back in touch with you, Ralph. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, you take a little bit of a break, which is understandable. Uh, but, you know, life's not the same without our uh, 
conversations uh, every few weeks. So I'm glad to have you back. Yeah, it's good to finally talking to you again. And uh, I, it, it needs to like be more regular again. But uh, I, yeah, I had to take some time away from everything and figure shit out and make some like some tough choices. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on, like I'm on the upkeep. <clears throat> it feels better now. And uh, I think. Um, it's been a rough year, man. It's it's like I, I don't know. We've we've always been talking about this, like whenever this, these episodes or like off the book when we just talked on the phone. It's like, oh man, this year is even crazier than the last one. And then it's like, yeah, next next year will be better. <clears throat> and then like some some weird shit happens and it just turns out to be more disastrous than the one before. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was time to like pump the brakes on on a lot of shit. And so I like I said in, in our like text group with all the horsemen, like, okay, I'm, I'm taking a step away from the podcast for a while. I, um, I, I stopped DJing. I stopped like, uh, several other things yesterday. I bro like ropes of night is done. So yeah. we broke up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just like, I don't know. It's like trimming the fat and trying to figure out what's really essential, but yeah, man, like talking to you is certainly a thing that I missed the most, but it was all also like, it was important for a while to just be by myself and figure shit out. Yeah. You know? No, I can relate, man. And I just saw literally right before we started talking, I saw a post about, uh, the ropes of night, um, ending. I mean, I know you and I had discussed it like privately, but, uh, you know, I, I saw the public announcement that the band was, uh, was over with. So, um, you know, that's sad, but I guess all yeah. things come to an end eventually, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like one of these things when, um, I mean, like, you know, like ropes was a, I wouldn't say it was a cursed band, but it was a, like a, like a troubled band. We had like a lot of issues from the get go. A lot of like illness and and like changing members and i was always like okay <clears throat> i'm going to like you you know like how our role we're the same like if we do a band we do it 110 percent and we push hard <clears throat> and sometimes like other people can't like go the distance that we do because right. it's so so important to us and to others they have like different shit going so like for some while i was like <clears throat> if this band really need like wants to take off we would need to do more but there was just no room and no flexibility. So, um, yeah, then it's like, okay, so we wrote stuff. I mean, we've got pretty much, we had an album written and <clears throat> we've been sitting on the songs for almost a year now. I remember that like, uh, just like yesterday when we like, I met with the guys yesterday and we had like a longer talk and, um, and I was like, yeah, um, I had a talk with Sven of Von Records and he's a fan of ropes and he wanted to put out the second album and and they were like oh but you had that that label that wanted to release us and, and i'm like yeah and i always like had the idea in my mind like how to present the new material to him and then it's like i figured out dude like that talk that we had was at eindhoven metal meeting which was a week after unholy passion where you were here which is now over a year ago already yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't even know if that guy's interested anymore. And I'm like, and that's like how long I, by that time I thought the songs were already done and we could start recording and look at it now. It's like the end of 2023. We're only play, we only played one new song live out of the 10 that we had written. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't see where it's like going. And it's, it's such an uphill battle. And we got like 
chose through the connections that I have. So that was always cool. And I mean, we got great chances to play with New Model Army and she passed away. Uh, she wants revenge and like a lot of cool things, but there weren't like, we counted it. There were only like two people that actually actively reached out to us and wanted to book us. All the rest of the shows were through my connections. And then we play shows <clears throat> and people are like, oh, that's crazy good. And I love what you're doing. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, yeah, but then nothing happens. No new likes, no new show offers. No one buys anything. It's just like, okay, so we played a show. People liked it, but nothing happens. And I'm like, yeah, it's weird. <clears throat> and then half a year ago, I, I, I joined Sear, uh, that, that post-punk band here from Cologne. And they're a couple, and they have done it for, like, years. And I love that band. <clears throat> and they had a drum computer. And they wanted to have, like, a drummer who's, like, like drum standing. So it's just, like, floor tom, snare, hi-hat, and a, and, and a crash. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And uh, told them that, yeah, you have to be able to play shows without me because like sometimes there will be like ultra shows or work related shit and I don't want to like keep them back. And they were like, cool. And it's such an easy thing to work with them and there's no struggle, no uphill battle. And that's when I realized like, I don't know, man, I think Robes of Night is not fun anymore. It's, it's a lot of work and nothing really comes off it. And that's like when I said, like, no, I think this needs to go. And yeah, I thought about it, found like a lot of smaller things. I said, like, yeah, I don't I don't know. And yeah, so and I'm not the guy to say, like, oh, yeah, let's put it on like on the shelf for a while and then let's get back to it. I'm like, I want to have it done. And if we like end up in a year or two, like, hey, let's let's revive the band. I'm, I'm maybe I might be down, but for now, it's good that it's gone. Yeah, yeah, that's a good approach, man. That's um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you and I are similar that we like to do a lot of things, but sometimes um, we get spread very thin, and the other things suffer. And sometimes that yeah. other thing that suffers is our emotional stability and our mental health. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that, that that's a good move. I mean, it's sad, but like you said, you know, maybe in another year or so, you know, you guys might decide to put out another single or do some stuff together again. That might be cool. Yeah, and that's like why why to me it's important to, you know, the same with the breakup with Danny. Like it it was caused by another woman and and had to be done because we were actually like drifting apart anyhow. But um, I think if we if like if she and I would have stayed together back then, like today we wouldn't be on speaking terms because like something shitty would have happened. And so it's like there's this saying in, in Germany where you say like uh, you rather have like an ending in horror than like a constant horror without an ending. And um, so like, that's the same here. Like there's no bad blood. Like I, I, I wrote the stuff and, and I, I thought like I'd be the guy to say like, okay, I'm done. I, I offered them like, they can go on if they want to do it. Like, I don't have a problem if they keep on playing the old songs. But they said like, yeah, it's your songs and you're like the one that brings the songs and you made all of that stuff possible. So why, how should we go on? And yeah, it's a, it's a different thing with Otha. Like, you know, like Otha is more of my brainchild completely, my baby. And um, so, yeah, like I said before, it I eventually get frustrated and we'll like pick pot, pick pot, like fights with the others. And like, I don't want to do that. Like, I like these people too much than to be like a dick that's not happy. And 
so i said like yeah let's let's like put it on the shelf for now yeah that's interesting man because uh you know over over the lifespan of tombs it's like i've had i've dealt with all those scenarios where um i had members who were men and approached leaving the band as an adult strong positioned mm. male <laughs> you know it is uh -huh. like like mike i can't do it anymore i'm gonna play these shows and that's it and then you know giving me time to like segue a new guy in brings bring another like for example andrew when he left he had yeah. you know certain responsibilities on the table still he fulfilled those responsibilities and we got another drummer and they kind of worked together to bring you know if he had questions yeah. about certain techniques he used or things like that you know they were in, in you know they uh talked you know discussed things yeah and then on the other hand, I had guys who were just concealing everything. And then, you know, the lineup that was on um, uh, basically on All Empires Fall and uh, the, uh, the the Metal Blade record uh, were mm. guys who just concealed everything, had their own agendas, and just left the band in a completely immature, very, very weak way where it's just like, all right, mm. we're done, you know, and that's it. Going, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be at practice on Monday and the guy just disappears, you know, and emails me like, Hey, this isn't working out. You know, I, I feel uh, creatively restricted or some bullshit like that. Mm. And, um, so I've seen both sides of the coin where you want the other people to burn in hell. And then yeah. the other people are your friends still. And Andrew and I ended up collaborating years later with uh, scorpion throne, which is going to hopefully mm. have, you know, newer material next year. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's a difficult, um, you know, tightrope to walk with people, but I I feel like with ropes that that's the best case scenario, definitely. Yeah, and it's like I think for that brief moment in the middle of the pandemic, like between the first and the second wave, when the album came out, we had like a bit of momentum, and there was like shows were just happening again here, and I mean everything was a bit more careful than, for example, in the Netherlands, and so it was hard playing shows, but we played some shows. People loved that record. Um, I mean, the guy that released it, he has stopped doing his label now too, and he, I like I'm cool with him. But the promo guy was a douche, and he completely fucked up. So there were a lot, a lot, a lot of issues from the get go, and we had that first singer and our first drummer like left, and so it's like I feel like in wrestling, if you have like a guy that gets positioned as like the next star. They, the, the company decides to give them a push and if something fails like he gets injured or something then you start off like at point zero again and then like they get another push and and they try it again and they call it like stop start pushes and like these people never get over because like you know like they're oh they're the hot shit oh no they're injured so they're on the shelf for six months oh the, here they are again oh but like they're injured again and i feel like ropes was like that kind of band like ever since like we had the momentum then we were supposed to tour with photo crime and i think like a tour like a proper tour would have done as well but then like um something happened and the tour couldn't happen and okay so now next step this show oh no one is ill we we cannot play the show oh let's promote this here oh we cannot play that show because of that reason and I didn't want to have like ropes be the band where everybody thinks like, oh, they're never playing because they're always canceling. Yeah. But like that, then eventually we got that solved and everything was good. But then I'm like, okay, so I have like three bands now. One of is like my baby. The other one is like where I really like 
ropes was the stuff that I wanted to do, but I never really reached that sweet spot, like in musically that I wanted to have. And with the with these the songs for the second album, I'm like I. I when we played the last show in ha- in Hamburg a while ago, where I met Ralph Bach for the first time in forever, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I like that that was a frustrating night. I kind of felt like like listening to your audiobook about the European tour. You know, it was gray and gray, and everything was cold, and nothing really happened. And I'm like, ah, okay, well, let's why why am why am I doing this? Like going after school like on a saturday i had to go to school for like some some bullshit event and then like go to the van drive for five hours to hamburg to play a show for 30 people right and i'm like okay there's only one new song that we play so on the way back i listened to like the the demos that we did for for the newer stuff and like there's so much compromise in this where i said like it's not actually the music that i really want to fight for there's like two or three songs where I'm like totally happy, but then it's like, yeah, Ropes is a band with four people that are all creative. And that's the same with author, but like on author, we're like completely on the same page. And with Ropes, I had to do some, I don't know, not in sacrifices, but compromises where I'm like, yeah, it's cool. And I would take it if that would be like a functioning band where people really gave a shit about and we got great offers. I'm like, then that's cool. But that's what I mean. Like there were so many smaller flaws that I was like, I don't, I don't think it's beneficial anymore. And th- then you have like the complete difference with with Sphere, where I just like go there, play drums, and it's a fun time, and I love the music. And the last author shows have been crazy. I mean, Unholy yeah. Passion was amazing. Then the Berlin show was crazy. The reception to that band just gets on getting bigger and bigger, and. Yeah, man. It's like, okay, and we want to write a new record next year. I'm That's like, awesome. okay, so yeah. So like I want to focus on that. And Manu has like 10 million things on his plate. I'm like, hey Manu, if we want to do a new author record, we need some time and we need time to rehearse. And like to have a rehearsal with Robes of Night once a week, where I think like it doesn't lead anywhere. It gets in the way of like doing the author thing and like that's why like like I said, so many smaller parts that like if it be just one, it would be okay maybe two, but there were like 10 to 12 little things. I'm like, okay, no, it's time to end this. No, that's good, man. Definitely. I mean, you gotta, you gotta assess it sometimes, you know, and just be like, where, where is the natural momentum, you know, like where the natural flow of things sometimes. And obviously Ulta is, there's a lot of just organic growth there. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes emotionally you get attached to certain things and you don't want to let them go. But then you yeah. see that, well, if I'm just going to go with the flow and the natural resist, you know, the least path, the path of least resistance, it's like, okay, put yeah. my energy here and let this other stuff just recede into the sunset, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it also wouldn't, would have felt fair to, to the others if I just say like, I mean, I tried to explain it to them yesterday that like when we started, like Ralph bands are always the first record is like, I'm trying out how this band works. And with the second one, I know what this band can do and should do. It was the same with Planks, where the first one is like a mediocre sludge record. And then Darkest of Grace came out and it was like completely different and people took notice. The first author is like a good German black metal record and then Converging Sins really put us on the map. And I think the second Ropes of Night record also would have done like this, this move. But then I thought like, yeah, I mean, I wrote, I have all these songs written, 
and I would love to push them more into this direction or this, but they were always in the middle. And I told them that like, there's probably like to me, Robes of Night should have gone in two directions. Either like the one direction would have been way darker, way more like fearing or or uh, like body maintenance, a band from Australia that I'm really into like dark, real gothy, moody post-punk. Or the other side would have been to like transform it more like the last EP that we did into like this American punk rock, like no rock music, like X and Wipers yeah. and, and like replacements. And I think like both things would have been suitable for Tom's voice, but it never ended up. It was always like somewhere in the middle. And as much as I like with Ulfa that it's like somewhere in the middle of all the stuff that I listen to for Ropes, I would have wished it would be more either this or that and yeah like i i could just couldn't like figure it out and these songs are good and i think like the album would have been great and people would have liked it but it wasn't enough for me to say like yeah let's stick to it what's what's you so you have demos of stuff that you um that's uh not recorded properly like that's not you know proper <laughs> proper uh production that you you've been working on for ropes <laughs> Mike, you you know how I roll. You know, I know, like, I know. how good I'm, I am. Well, I'm, I'm asking you for, like t- formally on the podcast. I'm asking you. I mean, I I know, a, but I'm just I want them them everyone listening to know. <laughs> yeah, everybody out there, you know, like how much of a dork I am when it comes to computer technology. So of course, it's just like shitty iPhone recordings that I just took with my phone, which are good. So you can. You can actually listen to the songs and I can totally send them to you if you want to hear them. Um, but it's not like demos, demos. But, and here's the thing, like now, and this is like on my top, like I, I never do like these New Year's, New Year's resolutions, but like I have some money saved now. So there's like two things that need to happen. The one thing is I need to fly out to the States next year. And the other thing is I need to get like a proper recording setup and learn how to fucking do home recording. Dude. And uh, it's the yeah. easiest thing in the world. Look at look at the idiots out there who make these bedroom black metal records by themselves. These guys <laughs> with the Cheeto crumbs on their fingers and you know. If 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 these clowns can make these records these shitty records in their bedrooms you can make something great seriously yeah 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 so like i i will work on that and then we can finally do our project that we've been talking about for so often and like last time i mean the last time we spoke was the episode with jackie yeah uh sh- shout outs to our friend the amazing hulk um <laughs> like and 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 there you put me on the spot too. I'm like, oh man, I feel so bad that I'm so dumb and don't know how to do home recording. But there's a lot of people now that like reached out. I was like, dude, like I know how to do it. Like let's hang out. I'll I'll show you. So I will work on it. Maybe the Christmas holidays is a good time to yeah. do it because I will I won't do anything. I'm like I won't see my parents. I'm not going to any New Year's parties. So I have two weeks off. And so maybe yeah, I'll I'll get it worked on. Yeah. Because I was going to say, man, you know, and this is like, a, you know, obviously, if you don't want anyone to hear this, I'll take it out of the podcast. But I'd be really interested to check out those ideas that you have. And maybe we can work something out, man, like to do. I mean, I, you know, either record stuff, you know, over the over the ocean or when you come out here or if you want me yeah. to sing on it or play bass or do whatever, you know, every anything except for drums I can I can do. So that might be the vehicle yeah. that we do together, you know. Yeah, I think so too. And it's like, I always have this idea, like I, you know, sometimes when you 
like you you go through your like back then i went through my ipod or like my hard drive with all the mp3s i had through my vinyl connection when you have like a certain itch for something and you're like okay i know what i want to hear but there's no fucking band that does it exactly like this yeah, well, there, and there you go and, yeah and i had like i had this itch and it's like i mean i think the closest to us is what atriarch did when they started yeah hell yeah and yeah but not like they weren't i mean if you take Atriarch and you put some Mighty Sphincter in it, so it's more like actual like pop song, nah, not pop songs, but you know what I mean? Like Atriarch was like atmospheric and moody and great sounding, but they didn't have like the songs that are actual like song songs, but yeah. they were like, you know? And no, like, I, I and totally I think- dig what you're saying because it's like um, the original guitar player was like more of like in this kind of doom like vibe and, yeah. and Lenny the singer was was more like this peter murphy kind of dude you know what i mean yeah right and yeah. that that weird conflict made awesome records but yes there was like a the sec the third and fourth record i would like to have seen them become more of like this song oriented band you know yeah yeah and that's that's like a thing where i think like it needs to be loud as fuck but it needs to be like a lot of reverb, the, but the guitars, you know, like I already have like the setup in my mind. So like how to do it, but it needs to have like keys on it and it needs a drummer who can like play groovy, pretty much like murder bait with a bit more uh, punk energy to it. I don't sure. know. Like that's all. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. So, and I think like if one person in the world understands that, then it's you. So maybe that should be our aim. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I have been, it's been destined that you and I were to make some kind of music together collaboratively, not just appear on each yeah. other's records and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's, I, I'm, I'm totally down for 2024, man, because, um, you know, this, I feel like for me, 2023 was like, uh, a Nietzschean, uh, underworld experience in a lot of ways. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, breaking down to the basic elements and reassembling myself in a lot of ways. Um, you know, on, on the band front, obviously this is a very quiet year for tombs. I mean, we only played four shows this entire year, but mm-hmm. which is a huge departure, man. I mean, shit, we, I remember I would, I would be in Europe like every 14 months or something like that, either to do a tour or play a festival like Hellfest or something like that, or constantly touring like, at least a hundred shows every year. That's how it was prior to the pandemic. And then, you know, even in 2022, we were out on the road quite a bit. And then 2023, just, it just was this, well, a lot of it had to do with like, um, a particular, I'm not going to mention the band's name, but a particularly high profile Swedish black metal band rescheduling their tour. (laughs) Like, (laughs) <laughs> several times and still it's not on it's not on the books uh and we eventually oh had to drop off of that because we just felt like we were getting our time wasted so a lot of 2023 was like keeping the schedule open to do this tour with a mm. very prominent swedish black metal band and a very prominent german black metal band or austrian black metal band and uh i'm not going to name the names but anyone who knows me will probably figure out who i'm talking about and uh so yeah, that 2023 became that, just waiting for the schedule, and then we dropped off of that eventually, and now 2024, we're about to announce some plans for touring and all that sort of stuff, but um, but on a personal, but in a way, I gotta be frank, it's it was better for me to be home facing 
my personal stuff than mm-hmm. out on the road running away from my problems and issues and you know pain and you know things like that because uh, entering 2023 was like completely different than exiting 2023 for me at least you know I mean yeah. Yeah. I was like at a very I was at my lowest point in January of this year really like just yeah. you know thinking about death constantly and and like in a real way not in this like cool like Edgar Allan Poe way you know yeah. um yeah just loneliness despair uh you know obsessions things like that just darkness in like once again in a real way you know and I had to face a lot of things a lot of you know personal stuff relationship things and you know if I had I remember reading back my, in my journal through earlier this year going through some particularly painful moments um being like I really wish I had a tour to go on right now so I could run away from everything and be gone and have that, you know, pirate lifestyle for, you know, 30 days or so. And then when I come home, things would be different, you know, and that's always been my MO whenever there was something going on in my personal life. But I was forced to stay inside of these feelings and deal with them in a real way and come to like a resolution, you know, and a lot of really, really crazy, chaotic stuff happened this year, um, you know, and uh, but, you know, I, I found my way through it. And also I found like the person that I was in this pitched battle, with. it seems like we <laughs> were able to like come to an understanding with each other. And, and uh, you know, now things are are completely different and. I feel fortunate and grateful to have had the time to do these things instead of just running away on tour or being in Europe or, you know, being engaged in something like that to, I don't think I would have been able to like overcome these obstacles had I not had the time home focusing inward to deal with these things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's like, I mean, I've been, I've been with you for like, for the ride. So like, I remember when we sat here like last year for unholy passion and we were talking about these things and we were like both stoked for unholy passion. But then like, like aside from that, we were like in deep crisis mode. Yeah. And <clears throat> so I, I remember like when we spoke on the phone, like off, like off apart from like doing these episodes, talking about all the shit that went down and like seeing like, the way you struggled and and then seeing where you like end this year i'm so happy for you and i'm glad that this year was actually the year where tombs didn't do a lot where there was no promo schedule that you would have to fulfill or play like a gazillion shows but yeah because yes these like the focus on yeah and actually like dealing with the shit in our lives <clears throat> is like um so quintessential and that was um, something that i like I broke down in April and had like a real meltdown. <clears throat> and shortly after I had like a, like an argument within the band with Ulta where I thought like, wow, cool. So like, I, I like pretty much, I thought, I thought I had killed the band at that point. And I mean, thankfully we know each other for so long and like, I'm, I'm not a person that is afraid to say I'm sorry. And like, Usually, like I, I, I mean, I, I, I fucked up not here and there, but it was nothing like tragic, like tragically. But th- this one was like a hard, hard fuck up, and it was like, okay, so like something's completely off here, and like I, 
I don't deal with shit the way that I deal dealt with when I was like in a better mood. I don't mean I I haven't been like in a proper good mood for years, but like at least I was stable. And I, I saw that like also in school that like the kids that I've been teaching for like six years now, I mean they they leave school next year in summer and then it's six years that I like I taught them I started teaching them when they were ten, when they're like little kids and oh, now man. they're almost sixteen. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. And they were like, yeah, Mr. Schmidt. So um, yeah, you're tense and, and like, you don't react to like the cool way that you've been. And we can see like something is wrong. And like, I heard this from so many different like sides and I'm like, yeah, but I always like, I have to function, you know, like the trauma that my dad inflicted in me is like, you have to function. Depression is like, is an illusion. It's just weakness. You have to fight through it. And you like don't acknowledge that you have problems. You just face them head on and you just go forward. Never give up, never surrender. And I'm like, okay. And I did this. And I mean, I work, I, I function, and but I, I just, I, I just, that's that's the weird thing to say. It's like oxymoron. Like I, I felt that I'm not feeling anything anymore. You know, like things got more and more distant, and everything was bleak, and nothing really touched me. And yeah, and then in April was um, half a year since Audrey's death to the day. And that was the day I like fell over and was like unconscious. And um, I was like, okay, something is completely messed up here. And then I started like, okay, I need to start working on my well-being and my, my, my psyche. And that's like that when that whole process started. And so, um, I mean, it's now the end of 2023. I took this longer break now from everything and everyone. And it was it was needed and it was good that I did it. But um, yeah, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm still not happy, but like it's better. And I'm looking forward to the new year and tackle like more of these issues and go forward. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it's whether or not we will ever be complete, you know, projects is to be determined, I guess. Uh, but at least to have the tools to move on is really the best we can hope for. You know, I mean, I think everyone is going to be a work in progress for their entire life, really. So, you know, being, oh, yeah, I'm happy. Like, I don't think anyone ever hits that point in their life, really. But to yeah. have moments of clarity and, and to feel good instead of bad all the time is probably the 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 most we can really hope for you know what i mean yeah yeah and like in that phase and i and i, I think i i'm pretty sure you can relate to the beginning of this year like when you're in that mood in that phase you're not able to do like to really do proper good decision making you're like no no you do definitely stuff. not you should you shoot from the hip, you say things you shouldn't, you do things you shouldn't, and you think like, yeah, this will keep like, keep on like, I will keep on functioning. But then you look like you look behind you, and there's only burned bridges and burning towns. And you're like, Oh, my God, what have I done? And uh, that's like, I need to make better decisions. And for example, like, I mean, we spoke like for two minutes before we actually started recording because we wanted to have this like all fresh and 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 like talk about everything. But we spoke briefly about like the state of the world and just like the Ukrainian war already, like being in Europe was like a nightmare. But now <clears throat> the whole Palestine-Israel conflict is like really tearing this country a new one. And uh, it, it's so rough, man, especially in school. Um, it's like... We, we we know it like like from the pandemic we saw that a lot of people like 
open their mouth and say things, especially like on the internet, without actually knowing what they're talking about. And you have shit like the the number one source for information for my kids in school is TikTok now. Oh god! So they believe they believe they believe all the bogus bullshit that is on there. But then they 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 want like they want you to like everybody wants you to position yourself. You know, like here especially like the Germans. It's a lot of pro-Israel here and for for like variety of reasons and of course like a lot of people that we all know from from around europe and america is like more pro-palestine and so like people like always like i got mails from people like that i haven't talked to oh you're german what's your take on the whole shit thing and it's like why the fuck do you reach out to ask my opinion on this if i wanted to talk about it i would post something like every other jackass I, I won't because I'll be in the crosshair and you can only say wrong stuff here. So, and that's what my kids in school also want. It's like, yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of like Muslim kids and and they like, yeah, what's your position? And it's like, kids, like I, like I'm not actually saying kids, like that's like, that's that's lame. It's like, I would say like, yo, so I, I won't say anything about this. I yeah, can I mean, give you like- You probably can't can as, you, as like in your, you yeah. know, as a, for your job, you probably shouldn't, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and this it's it's like because the I mean I'll I'll tell them like okay so you believe this well this is a bogus information but I saw this on TikTok yeah well fuck TikTok here's like an actual source of information and I'm like I I won't like I won't get into the detail why this shit is like shit hit the fan right now but I can tell you that the Hamas is definitely not a revolutionary organization you know like they're a terror squad and they did like a fucked up thing. But it has like, but it's like, but the Jews is like, fuck that. Like, don't start with me. I won't argue with that. Like, I can tell you that Hamas is like a fucked up thing. And the past of this whole, like the whole story between Israel and Palestine is like, it's, it's a nightmare scenario where like so many innocent people, they're the fuck, like they, they get fucked because of some religious political issues. And that's like, I'm allergic to that. And it's like, I won't talk about this. So I stopped watching the news like yeah. i i don't i don't want to do that and that's like i made a conscious decision to like stop using social media for a while i mean i i looked into the chat that we'd sometimes had with the horsemen you and i texted like yeah. sometimes yeah. i i spoke to like two or three people but aside from that i didn't post anything i didn't open instagram and read anything like i used the messenger to reach out to people that i wanted to talk to but like i don't want to see any one of the people that i know from bands post some ridiculous shit where i know like that's insane that you say something like this because it's just not right and i'm like no and there was my conscious decision I'm turning it off. Like I wanted to like actually like deinstall the whole app and just like erase my profile. I'm like, that's maybe a bit too harsh, but like it was good for like two months to not even look at Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. yeah totally. I, I, I have completely not part of Facebook anymore. I don't have it on my phone. I don't, I haven't logged into the account really <laughs> like in probably mm. a, like nine months maybe. And, uh, I mean, I auto post things for the show, you know, for podcasts and stuff, yeah. but uh, I, I don't ever go on Facebook. I use the Messenger app because that's how we all stay in touch and everything. And But yeah, I just only, basically Instagram is the only thing I really use. And that's kind of the beginning for all of the posting for the podcast and the band and all this other stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, social media is a fucking cesspool, man, especially, um, you know, like X and all this other bullshit that's like. Uh, it, it's 
if if you get I'm becoming somewhat of a Luddite when it comes to media in general because I feel mm. like we're entering this world of just illusions, really. The internet is becoming more and more of this like totally manipulated medium where yeah. people's thoughts are manipulated, you know, and using things like religion and all this other stuff and, you know, whether or not you're left or right or, you know, sort of factionalizing everyone. And, um, yeah, religion, I mean, monotheistic religion is always seems to be at the heart of any time anyone yeah. wants to manipulate somebody, they use monotheistic religions, either being a Christianity, Judaism, or Islam, you know, and yeah. that's that's at the heart of all of these conflicts, really, manipulation. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and it's like, it's a part of like ninth grade philosophy classes is like to talk about the three monotheistic religions. And like the ninth grade that I have right now, like that course, there are 20, 28 kids in there. And I think 22 of them are Muslims. And and it's like, okay, so we're going to talk about this. And it's like, then like the whole like shit that happened in the, in the, in the East was like, it's like actually like perfect timing to talk about this. It's like, okay, so you're like, your fucking TikTok tells you that the Jews are your enemies and they're like the worst scum on the earth. Well, guess what? Your God is the same fucking God they pray to. Here's the story. And then they're like, what? And then I like, I really, that's again, a thing where I saw, saw that I'm not as relaxed as, as it used to be, because like I would have taken it with humor and be like quiet about it. But like now I rub their face into some of that shit. It's like, yeah, by the way, you, you Muslims, you have this history. The Christians have this history and the Jews have this history. None of them are sacred because all of them fucked up in the name of religion. And there's a problem because in your books, and I mean, I read the three books. And it's like there's no, no nowhere in this book stands. If someone has a different uh, religion, please kill them because you're better than them. And it's like then I explain to them like the concept of reading with one eye. It's just like, yeah, if you just want to read the one page and don't want to read the other page, of course you can make like make shit up and say like, oh, but it says here you have to kill. Then you turn over. Please don't kill anyone. Oh, hi, Loki. <laughs> and uh, so it's it's so dumb. But like, yeah, that's that's the generation that comes up now. You know, like people, they, they only believe this shit. Yeah, I mean, and the, the really crazy thing, too, is all three of those religions all started literally in the same part of the world with the same people, essentially, you know? I mean, of yeah. course, there were, like, divisions of, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm a, you know, this is me over here, and you're over there, but it's, like, it's almost like, it feels like people who are, like, one guy's a Mets fan and one guy's a Yankees fan, you know? But they're the, yeah. same, the same demographic person, though, and then <clears throat> these religions... <clears throat> spread throughout the world you know but everyone's losing touch with the fact that they all originated basically in the same region you know by the same people essentially you know yeah and then it's like uh, the the point when i tell them well they the only solution i th like i think is if they you have to coexist and that's the thing that is like our whole society is based upon coexisting and yeah, so like the facts are, I mean, you believe that's a belief system. Belief is something you wish that is true, but you cannot prove it. But God exists. Like, no, it, you can't prove it. So it's belief. So this is knowledge. This is believing. And it's like, <clears throat> but the facts are that like Judaism was the first 
and the offspring of that was was the Christianity. And like then your your Muhammad, like he went through the desert and he met Christians and, Jew, and Jews and they told him about like the monotheistic idea. And then he's like, oh, I'll take that concept and ran with it. And he started Islam. But it's like it's essentially the same God you're all playing, praying to. And actually, like you could coexist because, you know, like. The one guys like you go to that temple, we go to that temple. Like, why does there have to be this? This actually, they're all like little children. I mean, we're coming up to Christmas, and I mean, it's it's like, oh, he's getting these two presents. I'm only getting this. I'm jealous. I want to have that. And I, I remember when I was in kindergarten, and like my mom told me that I smacked someone over the head with like with a two by four when I was a little kid. <laughs> Yeah, because he had like a blue shovel and they were like the, the rarest shovels in on the playground. And I only had a yellow one, but I was taller than him. So my mom told me that I took a two by four, hit him over the head, apologized, but took his blue shovel. And it's kind of like that, you know, we could like just be, oh, cool, you have a shovel. I have a shovel. Let's dig together. No, we have to smack each other over the head and say like, my shovel is better than your shovel, motherfucker. Now, the real trippy thing, too, is even this whole idea of Jesus and Christianity and all that goes back. The idea of Jesus is like taken from the cult of Mithras, which is like the uh, existed 2000 years before Christianity, too. So it's not even an original idea. Everything's all intertwined yeah. together and there's no beginning and end to any of this stuff. <laughs> funny, funny side note segue. No, no one really, no one figured out what that sample is on the on the uh, on the Sam Hain cover that we did, like on that seven inch. <laughs> People are always like, "Who is that? And what is he saying?" I think like the last thing he says is like, "Jesus, pretty funny." Is that correct? It's like, yeah, that's correct. And then I show him that video of Danzig sitting like with like no shirt on in front of his <laughs> in front of in front of his bookshelf yep. and telling telling that story about you that's the thing like actually if you like it's so like it's so insane and i always try to keep like a straight face in school when i tell these kids like they're like what do you believe in it's like well i believe in reason and i i believe in in like in integrity and stuff like this but I don't believe like in a higher power that guides me, especially like not one power that is more powerful than the others. Um, but it's crazy that you like really fall in line with that because your parents told you so and you like don't have the guts to actually make up your mind and do some digging. <laughs> and that's like that's like insane. And that's why it's like, Jesus, pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's a cool record, man, by the way. Thank you for sending those over. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's fun. Like the, this year, uh, Karloff played like two weeks ago. Yeah, and then they asked, then they said like, "Yeah, we'll we'll play. Let the day begin. Can you sing it?" I'm like, "Oh hell yeah, I will." There's no there's no footage of that unfortunately, but like I was like, "Cool." Like last year you sang with us. This year I sing with them. Um, so yeah, man. And next year is the last Unholy Passion, and we will have two nights and special sets. So probably a time for you and the lady to come out next year. Dude, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm all about it. Since last year, that next year is or 2024 is it's that's the end, man. We got I got to be out there for that for sure. Yeah, yeah, it will be it will be a crazy good thing. And I I have like some. I mean, there's like now just also that's like another decision that I made. Like as much as I love this festival and what I created with it, it also has to go because it's so much work. And there's only like more and more festivals coming up and. Um, 
it's it's like at the same time there were like five festivals within like a three hour radius around Cologne. I'm like, no way in hell we're going to sell that out, but we did, and it's because people love Ulta so much. And like Hoffy, the guy that like actually like is the like the the promoter and he's like oh no we got to continue we've got this great base of people i'm yeah, like yeah. i think i think i think the gimmick is gone at some point that author is only playing that one show and next year's our 10th anniversary which is insane that we've been doing it for 10 years and it's like we'll do two shows and we'll do two special sets we're going to get like all the cool people out that collaborated with us do like two killer shows have like some killer bands and now I have like this list of bands that I wanted to have and bring. And it's like, how do, how will I fit them in into this last run? And, uh, and now like, uh, I mean, I will tell you offline because I can spoil this now, but like a friend of mine, like called me and said like, yeah, so next year is the last unholy passion, right? Oh, I might get my old band together, uh, get back that old band together and we'll probably play your festival. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Damn. So, yeah, it will be it will be insane, and you have to be there. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about this. Yeah, yeah, one way or the other, I'll be out there for sure, man. Sounds cool, yeah. definitely, hundred percent. But yeah, yeah. there's uh, yeah, 2024. I feel like is going to be uh, a year of reckoning in a lot of ways. Um, you know, on a personal level too, for me, just certain stuff like you were saying, things need to end, you know, and also new things need to start, and um. There's certain aspects of my life that I could even see the end of the line coming to, you know what I mean? I could see the, the, the road ending soon for certain things that I've been doing for like a long time. And, uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to end. That means that there's other things yeah. cooking that are going to start coming into reality, you know, and, and uh, yeah. you know, but yeah, like there's a, an ending and a beginning, you know, and that's 2024, I think is going to be a big, that's going to be the theme of the year coming into that. What do you know what I see like as an ending in your life? What's that? You're tenured in the United States. <laughs> maybe, man. If things keep going the way they're going over here, 2024 is also maybe the ending of democracy in the United States too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean there's always there's always room for uh, Michael Berg, which would be your German translation name. So uh, <laughs> I have to come up with a whole new identity and everything to be German. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, I mean you could be like the first straight up like German Guido if you want to. <laughs> like, well, Guido is a, is an Austrian name you were saying, right? Guido, yeah, that's Guido. G that's Guido. like uh, yep. Guido, yeah, yeah. It's like it a, written the same way. Yeah. Uh, wait, isn't there a famous uh, racist with the name Guido that was from Austria? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, it 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 speaks for the name i mean i can't say like there uh there's a there's a good guy here in cologne who's like the biggest hardcore fan like i've ever met like like true hardcore and he's called guido too and like i don't want to spoil like ruin the name now but he's, yeah. he's a he's a nice guy yeah <laughs> but yeah it's uh yeah definitely been an interesting year and um you know i'm looking forward to this coming year and uh yeah you know we got our uh tomorrow actually we're recording our our uh, 666 uh necromaniacs uh best horror films of the year and um 2023 was a rough year because not a lot of good stuff came out man i tell you yeah that's that's good because i already felt like complete douche because i mean i i stopped listening to the podcast as well and i haven't really watched any new movies at one point i was like oh 
I really want to watch one of these new horror movies. Oh, what's that movie everybody's talking about? Ah, yeah, talk to me. I'm like, oh, let's check this out. I'm like, oh, God, what a waste of time. But I'm like, yeah, cool that like the 666 episode will come out. And like, then I have some stuff to like check out for uh, for the holiday season. Yeah. Well, probably um, the, the the best one. And this might be uh, I'm trying to think. Well, yeah. OK, so this this is coming out the day before <laughs> the Necromaniacs <laughs> episodes coming out. But um, what figures prominently into my list is uh is when evil lurks by Damien uh, Rugna, the um, Al- uh, Argentinian uh, director. Yeah, and I, if you if you watch any movie, that's the one I would go to right away. That's that's just an incredible film. Okay, well, I'll probably do that. Like uh, put it on my list instantly. I would do a double feature with uh, that and his film that came out before that called Terrified. Okay, when evil lurks. Okay. Yeah, totally uh, unique. Argentinian. Okay. Yeah, totally unique take on all this stuff, and um, just great movies. Uh, him, the guy himself is like a interesting guy. Um, yeah, that those that definitely is a highly recommended. Uh, you know, two two great films in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I've I watched like a bunch of shows and and stuff, but I've been been going to like you know like Happy Place movies, where it's like I just feel good watching them. And uh, but I actually started watching the second season of Thirty Coins, which mm. like almost is almost finished. Right. And and I mean, like I think the first season is still such an underdog, like great show. Um, I remember like the first episode blew my mind. It was the best Lovecraftian thing I've seen yeah. in, in forever. And then it went. I mean, it's, it's it's a bit trashy. Like you can see, like okay, HBO Europe is not making like as much possible as like HBO in the states. But it's a great show, good cast, and and the second season, like it's. I mean, the ending to the first season was completely bonkers, and it starts exactly after that, with some priests like in limousines shooting each other like in a car chase. <laughs> I'm like, wow, <laughs> okay, this is going to be a rough one. Um, but yeah, two two episodes in. It looks a bit like more trashy than the first one, but it's still like fun. It's oh, such yeah. a cool like occult like satanic horror show. Um, so yeah, I, I'm curious. But like everything, like for me, the one thing I look forward to, especially since we did like our finally our deep dive into True Detective and like the new season of True Detective, you can see the swirl. I'm like, oh my god they're going to link it somehow to the first season. So yeah, the fourth season of true detective next year that I'm looking forward to it with some reluctance though, too. Um, just because, yeah. uh, I mean, the one good thing is Issa Lopez, I think is directing it and she's a great director, but, um, you know, like sometimes when they try to go back and re recapture something, it doesn't work out. So that's the only thing I feel reluctant about. You know what I mean? Where they try to like, I, okay, we're going to do it like the first season and it's not nearly, you know, it's good. And I hope like, I, I, I really think like for looking at the trailer, I think they're going to be like, it's going to be more like if, of a somber, more realistic kind of drama, like the third season, yeah. but darker and maybe just like a nod to like, you know, Rust Cole and, and Marty. So maybe it's like more in a way that like Lovecraft did his stories or, mm, okay. uh, or King, you, you know, that there's a nod, like it's, it's in the same universe, but this won't be like a supernatural thing. 
which i mean which the first season is also is not a supernatural thing but it's like you know what i mean like it's it's like it's it's tied into the same net and the same universe and i would appreciate this like like they did with star wars you have like the the crazy almost childish science fiction movies then you have stuff like the mandalorian and ardor which is more like story driven and i think it's cool if you have that like centered in in, in one universe and I mean that's I, I think that's why we both love Lovecraft so much because these stories are so different and but they're always connected and you know it's in the same universe and that makes it so attractive. Speaking of Lovecraft, I uh, recently started reading uh, William Hope Hodson. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. No, not really. He's another guy, uh, another writer. He was born in like you know the 1870s I think and perished mm-hmm. died in World War One actually serving he was a British uh British uh infantryman I think we killed mm-hmm. in World War One but he wrote a bunch of uh material weird fiction material that was um pretty great I'm reading uh, a collection called House by the Borderland and mm-hmm. uh it's really really incredible stuff man so anyone out there is listening to this and you want to check out some kind of non-Lovecraftian uh, weird fiction, look it up, William Hope Hodson. He also has a, a novel called The Nightlands, which um, mm-hmm. has been recently republished. And that's, uh, that's, uh, that's next up on my list here of Hodson material to get through. Okay, where did the Nightlands? Um, I've, been, I've been really, yeah, hooked on... Um, uh graphic novels it's it's like i i I wanted to read more books but since i'm so out of energy especially like after the day of school i read like two or three pages and i'm like oh i don't know like i can't i can't really like wrap my head around it and um i don't know i I became obsessed like it started like this summer again like first it was Actually, you triggered it in a way when you sent me these Lovecraft mangas. Ah, yes. And 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 there's so many of them. There are more actually translated into German than there are American ones. So I have like a collection of twelve now, and they're nice. all amazing. And uh, from there on, I started like going through my shelf because I had like I bought a lot of graphic novels and paperbacks, but didn't actually read them. And then it was trees, and then I found something called East of West. Have okay. you ever heard of that? No, I haven't heard of that. It's it's image comics. It's like it has like these these uh, twelve dollar paperbacks, and there's like eleven of them, and it's a long. It's pretty much imagine like uh, oh man, like the first under no no what what was that show with a uh, Westworld? Like it 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 feels like Westworld. Oh, okay, all right. It, but it's like after the collapse of humanity in the future, but it's more like back to the desert. Oh. But it has like these different houses and it's like it's about strategic warfare or for like the power in the universe. There's like uh, the 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 the, um, the horsemen of the apocalypse actually play a role. And that's the crazy thing, like because death, like they have like a cycle of rebirth. So they live like for hundreds of years and then they die and they get reborn as kids. Oh, and wow. like th- three of them are reborn, but they're like they they wake up and death is missing because death fell in love with like the head of one of the houses and has a child with them, oh, and wow. he's like pretty much bringing the apocalypse. So it's like really great storytelling, fantastically written, great 
like illustrations and the story is just so fucking cool if you're like into long long uh long-term storytelling and uh i wonder why they haven't approached like doing this as a show because it's it's really amazing yeah. yeah that i mean there's a lot of exciting stuff going on with graphic novels these days and and you can get yeah. just as much out of reading a trade you know a trade graphic yeah. novel than, than reading a proper you know text i think and that, yeah. that's how it's called east of west east of west yes i gotta check that out that sounds right up my alley actually yeah, it's uh, you will you will dig it. Like yeah. I, I think like I sent you the lock and key thing, yeah, which yeah. I was so super. I was so surprised with that because the show liked it, and like then I read these books. I'm like, this is a Lovecraft story. This is insane, and it's so. I mean, the illustrations is a bit childish sometimes, but like the story was so amazing. And yeah, then I started East of West and another one called Gideon Falls, which is also six episodes complete dark bleak i posted pictures of it and brandon was all over it i don't know oh, yeah. like i think brandon, brandon even knew it it's it's like x files horror with parallel like with darkness and different timelines and a demon and so much good stuff gideon falls yeah. okay I, I i i remember seeing that and now i, I have to yeah. watch that too uh, actually there's a, a german austrian film uh series that we started watching called uh pagan peak yeah dude that's the that's ah i've been telling you for this about this for two years no 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 i I, i'm no i i remember you were the guy who told me about it and i finally started watching it again that's why i'm bringing it up and what do you think oh it's great it's got i love that character the mr winter you know the total piece of shit like cop guy oh man yeah yeah awesome oh dude yeah you're, you're in the first one where they're still like in the snow yeah yeah, yeah, dude. Like that, it's finished now. It has three seasons. The first one is hands down the best. Second is a bit like weaker, and the third one is again super strong. Highly recommend it to everybody, like anybody out there. It's fantastic. Yeah, I know. I remember you telling me about it, but I it just it's just yeah. one of those things where we we Tina and I just started watching it. And she's all in too, and we yeah. both love that kind of stuff. So it's um that's what we've been watching. It's- yeah, it's funny that it's like the same premise. It's all sto- it's all stolen from Bron, the bridge, like the, yeah. the the Danish show, and like the Danish show was great. It's on Netflix. Then the Americans did a version with like the border of Mexico and America, oh, God, and it was terrible. That was terrible. And then like the Germans and the Austrians were like, "Oh yeah, we'll do it, but we'll make it look like dark and and like Twin Peaks mixed." I'm like, "What the hell?" And Dude. yeah, like. It's like the, the Krampus thing, the whole thing in the snow. It's 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 so surreal. And I mean, you dr- you've driven through these mountains, I assume, when oh, you yeah. were on tours. So yep. you, you know how how that this this actually the way that it looks over there. Yeah, it's incredible. It looks great, and like I feel like I have to put a sweater on when I watch it because I feel cold. Yes, <laughs> if I could yeah. feel the cold. I mean, yeah. I mean, we had the first snow here, but I assume like once it hits you, like it gets. Didn't you have like a snowstorm a while back, like a few weeks ago? Um, not not here in uh, the tri-state area. Uh, I think other parts of the country got hit, but um, where where we're at right now, it's like fifty degrees. Yeah, okay. So it's not. I okay, mean, it's okay. like chilly, but it's not. I go out sometimes just wearing a hoodie still, you know. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I've been I've been uh, commuting into New York every not every day, three days a week. So I get a lot of reading done on the train, even though it's only like a you know like a twenty minute uh, ride to Manhattan. But yeah. I kind of like that actually. I like I like getting getting uh, up early again and hitting the train and 
you know, having a, a good book to read, you know, and, you know, just tearing through books that way to and from work. It's like an hour of reading time, which I normally wouldn't get on, on uninterrupted time to read. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's like that's something I look forward to now with the Christmas break, because like for the last weeks, <clears throat> I like actually for months, like I've I've only had like I had to watch like light stuff and, and watch uh, and read like graphic novels. And I really want to like sit down and read like a proper book now. I actually wanted to buy like a new like lamp that I can put behind my couch. So I have like a sweet reading spot. And yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about like getting rid of the um, of the of Audrey's tree that's still in my apartment. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, like it's it's like over a year now, and I kept it as like as like as relic as like a, I don't know, like a shrine for her in a way. And maybe like I think she would have loved that. Like if I just put like a little like rocking chair there with a little light, so I can actually sit like in front of the window and just read. So I'm considering that, but yeah, like I just really want to kick it back. I will have Tito's for some days, which is always like fun to hang out with yeah. him. It's also like you have to go out like three times a day and go for a walk. And he's just like the brightest, the brightest joy of light right now. I mean, you know it like how, how animals are, but it's just like when he like he sleeps next to me in my bed and when he wakes up, it's like, yeah, actually, like let the day begin is playing in my head. And it's just like, yes, let the day begin. And he's just so enthusiastic, and yeah, so I love him for that. And I always try to keep like, like I want to keep have the spirit that he has to get up and actually say like, let's do this. I'm looking forward to this day. Yeah, yeah that's good. Animals make such a huge difference, man. You know, in the world, absolutely. And yeah, uh, yeah. you know, we got, you know, of course, I have Loki, and uh, Tina has two cats and a dog. And uh, yeah. at some point, uh, probably within the next year, we'll you know we'll be under the same roof, and um. So getting all the animals together would be kind of nice. Cool. The Hill Zoo. <laughs> the Hill Zoo. It sounds like the name of a black metal band. Oranzi Pahil Zoo. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, man, thanks again for uh it's great talking to you. And um, you know, I'm glad you know, glad things seem to be coming together and looking up and in time for the end of the year because everyone gets very introspective anyway at this time of year you know yeah yeah i i think so too like it was a rough time i think i'm in a better place now and i'm really motivated to keep on working on myself better myself be like physical fitness psychological fitness and make better decisions and yeah like i really need to get some shit like going and um yeah, it's like I miss talking to you, and it's great that we have the chance to catch up now. And yeah, we'll work on new stuff now. I'm I'm down. Like I will I will not be like as as active on all the other podcasts that I used to. Like I'll probably be guest like now and then. But I mean, for a while it was like, oh, let's do this, let's do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do this. I want to do that. But it's just like there's no time, and I want to be prepared. And I got to say, like, the priority is always, like, spending time with you and talking to you because we cannot hang out on the couch and watch movies. So this is the best we can do. And so I hope that, like, next year, finally, I can get my ass over to the States Dude. and then to see you and Tina, like, meet Tina for the first time. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. uh, 
and then uh yeah have you guys maybe come over for unholy passion or shit like this but yeah we'll be in touch more and we'll talk some more and also get like some podcast episodes done hell yeah man once again thank you and everyone out there this is uh the last episode of the year so um enjoy the holiday we'll catch you guys in january uh take a break be with your family and loved ones and get some downtime together and uh i wish everyone a Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and a happy new year. And we'll talk to you soon. Twice his size, I beg you to come down